Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Kelly, from the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, a different woman shares her story, often in a live setting, with the bottom line being that God is good. This episode is particularly special because you'll hear from the founder and visionary behind Storytellers Live, Robin Cowan. She shares on how to dream big and what that looked like for her during different seasons of life, especially when she was a mom of young kids. You may feel like you've had to put your dream on hold right now, maybe because your kids are young or you're busy working a job that you don't really love, but you've got to do it to pay the bills. Or you may not even really have clarity on what your dream is. But the good news is that God is always working and preparing us and developing certain gifts and honing certain talents. And so not a moment or a year or a season is being wasted. Every experience has a purpose and God is going to use it. So keep dreaming and pursuing God. And if we have ready hearts and willing spirits, then when the time is right, we'll be ready to step forward in obedience. I think you'll be encouraged by Robin's story and all that she has to share. She talks about the dream that God placed in her heart and had that time of waiting and then how he showed her it was time to step forward. Here's Robin. I am Robin and I'm going to be sharing tonight, but this is also my house and where Storyteller started. And so I'm so excited y'all are here. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in. I feel like a lot of y'all, if you've listened in the past, you've heard little bits and pieces I've shared on the story behind Storytellers and um, kind of the vision of where this came from. And so tonight's story, there's a little bit of that, but it's the much larger of, of my story and what's God, what God's done. And so to start off, I am from here, from Vestavia. My parents are still here. My sister's still here. We're all like right in a one mile radius. Um, but, but we love it. And so we had a real normal childhood, nothing strange, nothing weird, just the four of us. And, um, and I think the older I've gotten, as I look back, I realized how much our parents just encouraged us to do what we wanted to do, to to dream. They always said yes to things. I was not big on commitment. So they would say, sure, you can play guitar. And I'd do it for like three months and they'd buy a guitar and then I'd never do it again. And, uh, but they were just always great to, to just encourage us in what we wanted to do. And so went to school here, then went to Alabama. And then after that, um, was already mentioned I was not super driven. Uh, I, I did well in school, but I had no real desire to to work on anything. Like, I just did not care. I uh, just didn't have a real passion or drive to work. Uh, but what I did, I loved music. I didn't sing. I didn't play. I just liked listening to music. And um, so about towards the end of college, I was like, well, I know I'm going to work in music. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I love. And I can do that. And so um, kind of the end of my senior year, I started traveling to Nashville and I thought, oh, Christian music, that's a good, safe 
it's a good safe music spot um it's not too far from home surely it's not too crazy in that world you know so i moved to nashville i worked at banana republic and I remember just making, you know, I would meet with anybody that would meet with me. And I was like, do you know anybody that works in the music industry? I will meet them. I want to meet with them. And so I remember meeting with this man who, um, I can't remember his name, but he looked at me and he said, well, you're never going to get a job in music because you didn't go to Belmont College. And Belmont has a music business school and it's in Nashville and they all intern and that's who gets the jobs. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get a job in in music and I think it was the first time in my life that I was like wait a minute like there's a little bit of of driving here to go you're dead wrong like I am gonna get a job God is gonna open up a door and this is what I want to do and so when I was thinking back on my story I think that's really the first time that I remember um really going after something that I was passionate about and so within two months I had a job in the music industry thank you very much to that man I wanted to write him a letter and be like I just want you to know that I got this job no thanks to you whatsoever um but I did and so I worked um in marketing for a record label for several years and that's where I met my husband along the way and so Charles and I got married and lived there and um not long after we moved back to Birmingham and then about a year later started having babies and so we have three kids we have Maxwell who is now 12 and we have Elliot who is nine and we have Mamie who is eight and so those first few years you know having kids were like total blur you're just living you're just surviving but I remember coming out of that time and we adopted our third our, our daughter from China and um So then that was the added pressure of that. But I remember once she was home and we were a little bit settled and the kids were now five, three, and two, um, Charles would start to say, what, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what what do you want to do if you could do anything? And I'm like, I have, I mean, nothing. I want to sleep. (laughs) I just want to go to bed. That's all I want to do. And so about that time we started having, we've had Bible studies at our house on Sunday nights. And really it was just nights that Sunday nights friends would come over and we'd have worship and we'd pray. And sometimes somebody would teach. And there was just a part of me that as the kids got a little easier and as they started sleeping and as I started sleeping, I thought there's just something there that I'm, I I don't know. Like I love what we're doing. I had led Bible studies for years. I had been a young life leader. I had done all of these things, but like there's just something a little bit, a a little bit missing. And so Charles would continue to ask, okay, well now we've got these people coming to our house on Sunday nights. Like, what do you want to do? And I would just go, I don't know. And then I'll go, stop asking me. Stop asking me. I don't know what I want to do. Um, And this went on for years, not like months, but years. And he would just say, you know, if there's something, if there's something you want, just let's, let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it, but I just know there's this something out there. And so then after a couple of years of this, I really started like, okay, Lord, we're ready. The kids are older. Like, what am I missing here? And what, what is it that I want, you know, what do I want to do? And I finally started telling Charles, I was like, well, you know, I would love to go to Starbucks and sit with a woman and have her share her story with me. And I would love to encourage her and pray for her and send her on her way and let the next woman come in and sit down and do it all over again. Like, that's what I want to do. And 
we were like, well, I don't know what to do with that. Um, so that was my vision, but there wasn't much to that vision and how to make that happen. But I did love meeting with, with women and I had mentored girls for a long time. And so it's kind of what I did, but it wasn't scratching that itch so much as like giving me a little framework of, of a bigger picture. And so, um, about that time, let's see. Um, yeah. So there was a night that I had really been praying. I was, I was just like, Lord, what? I mean, I was buying books, like dreaming with God, how to dream with God, how to find your vision, you know? And so there was a night that we had just moved into this house not long before. And I took a bath and I swear God speaks in the tub. If y'all are not tub people, you are missing out because that is where you get your good ideas. And so I'm sitting in the tub and I'm listening to this message by Christine Kane and, um, I cannot remember what it said. I have no idea. I cannot. But all of a sudden, it was like this switch went off. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, I can dream. Like, I can have dreams bigger than what's right here, and that's not wrong. Um, And all of a sudden, I just gave myself this permission to dream that I had never given myself before. And I don't think I realized that I hadn't given myself permission to dream before. A lot of it was really just doing kids, you know? It was a lot of young kids and and really trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, and so in getting ready for this, I pulled out my journal from those years and I looked back at my journal from three plus years ago, about six years ago and started reading through it. And I got so sad for myself then. I don't think I had looked at those in ages. And the more I looked at them and read, like really read through my journals, it was, God, forgive me for not trying hard enough. Forgive me for not spending time. Forgive me for not listening. And it was like so heavy and so me, me, me. And if I just tried harder, I could figure out what this missing piece was, or if I wasn't so tired. And, and I looked at that and I thought, what, (laughs) what on earth that's so opposite of who I am now, um, that I didn't even remember being that way. But I thought, wow, I was, um, so bound up in having to do it the right way, having to, listen hard enough and spend the right amount of time and it was just it was almost so rules driven if that makes sense and um there was just no freedom there whatsoever it was just about me being good enough and me trying hard enough and if I just tried a little bit harder this thing that I was missing that wasn't quite clicking was just going to come um And so when I looked back at that, I was like, wow. And so what I think really happened in the bathtub that night, more than just hearing that message, is that God just freed me up instantly. And I went from this rules and I have to do it the right way and it all relies on me. Like nothing, you know, if I can't do it, then it's not going to happen. And when God gave me permission that night to dream, it just freed everything up to go, oh, wait, this is nothing about me. Like, God, you just do whatever, and I'm just going to say yes, and I'm just going to show up, and you're just going to open the doors, and I'm all in. And it's not me trying, and it's not me making these things happen or because I'm not listening. I'm just going to say yes. And um, 
And and that was my moment. And like I have a before and after moment. And so I got out of the tub and I called a friend and I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I explained the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know, but God just, I just gave myself permission to, to just be free and to do this. And so she prayed for me and she said, I really think, you know, I know you've led these small groups and you've done all these things, but um, I think God really wants you to step out and take a leap of faith and stretch yourself. And I think he's going to bring larger things to you. And I was like, I think that's what I'm missing. You know, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But what? I love that. I'm all in. What is it? (laughs) And so, I mean, within hours, she called back and she said, I think you're supposed to do women's ministry at our church. And at the time we were at a small church that was just getting started. And um, I was like, that makes complete sense. I have no idea what that looks like. And there are a whole lot of other women way more capable. But I remember within a few weeks, I called our pastor's wife and I talked to her and she was like, absolutely. And so for a short season, that's what I did. And I was doing women's ministry. And then at the exact same time, um, we have this thing at where our kids go to school at Vestavia East and in the Vestavia Elementary School is called Bible Club. And it's kind of a, a vacation Bible school that meets five Fridays in a row after school. And um, at uh, we our kids are at East, and there are 550 kids that show up five weeks in a row on Fridays, and it's amazing. And for a year, our daughter had had some surgeries, and just some different things had gone on, and I couldn't help. But about that time, I called the two girls that, that ran Bible Club, and I said, hey, I don't know um, if y'all need any help, but I feel like I'm in a place where I can actually help and, you know, do this. And they started laughing. They're like, that's funny because the girl who's in charge of the whole administrative side of this is stepping down. Do you want to take her place? (laughs) I was like, well, I think I've been to Bible Club twice ever. Um, Are you sure? And it was so clear immediately. I was like, yep, I'm in. Yes, I will do it. Yes, God is opening this door. So within my aha moment in the bathtub to saying yes to women's ministry and Bible club was like four weeks. Um, And so I did both of those for a, a little bit of time and really the small group that birthed storytellers that if y'all have listened to the story behind storytellers I talk about that but there was a small group that I did with the women in our church where we shared our story and that was really the birth of storytellers a little two and a half years ago and um then at the same time doing Bible club and just getting to know so many women in our community that I just started leading Bible studies here at my house and doing small groups. And it was like the merging of those two things just really grew into what Storytellers is today. Um, and so now I'm able to look back and go, wow, that that is God. <laughs> that is not anything that I, that I tried. I certainly strived for a really long time with no, with no luck. Uh, and just being able to look back on that and say, Lord, that is, that is wild. That is where we are today. Um, so I stepped down from church and I stepped down from Bible club because storytellers has really taken on, um, a whole new life. It's just a life of its own. And, so that's really where we are today and what this is all about. The things we that we have had going on, I want to, I don't want to embarrass her, but I want to um, introduce Brooke. Are you back there? She is um, 
a friend for well we've met on the phone but not in real life but a friend from Auburn and we had three different girls from Auburn contact this year contact us independently of each other wanting to start a storytellers in Auburn so we met with them all uh, we met with them in the spring and again we've talked on the phone this summer and they're going to launch in October so she came from Auburn and um And so we are ready to get them started, and we have some other cities that are also kind of ready to come on board when we're ready. We're not yet. (laughs) We're not there. Um, But they are, but we definitely have some other people wanting to do this. And y'all will see in just a little bit what we're launching. We've launched our website officially, we launched our podcast on iTunes this week. And um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Lord just, has opened door after door after door um just from going from a place of just I don't know what I'm doing I don't I just striving for something to really just allowing me to dream and as as soon as I said yes to that dream to just permission Lord I give you full permission to take me wherever to do whatever um it's been a pretty wild ride and it's a lot of fun and there's a verse um, so we'll hand these out at the end. We always hand out these little cards if y'all have not been before. But there's this verse that I love, and you'll recognize it, but then there's a translation of the Bible that I love called the Passion Translation, and it just makes the Bible kind of come alive. And it says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dreams, and exceed your wildest imaginations. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And I read that, and I was like, that is the verse. He will do infinitely more. He will make our dreams larger than we could ever. I mean, when we started talking about storytellers, we're like, let's just do this little Friday morning small group at my house and let's just put it on Facebook and see who shows up. You know, and I think the first week there were like 60 or 70 people. And it was like, well, that's not so small. Um, that's that's not much of a small group. And and then the other thing is because I do love Christine Kane and I've told you how she was my bathtub moment. Um, there's a quote that says, God doesn't ask us, are you capable? He simply asks, are you willing? And and that's a that's that was my moment. It went from "Are you capable?" to "Are you willing?" So that is that's my story. That's kind of why we're here. That's why I'm here. We hope that Robin's story encourages you to dream big. We've got new episodes on the way. We're about to start back with our weekly gatherings, and so we are planning to post a new episode of our podcast every Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. And we're grateful for you. Thanks so much for listening.